Triple M's. Oh! It's gone sideways! My word! That has gone sideways! Oh. <laughs> Cricket Fan Podcast. Bloody For Energy Australia, simple, more affordable energy. Energy Australia, light the way. That's right, like a Josh Hazelwood delivery on a perfect line and length, we're coming at you, the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast. We're back, and we have a sponsor, the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast, thanks to Energy Australia, I should say. Uh, my name's Rudy Etzel, your host. I'm joined by uh, Tom Beers, a wonderful Energy Australia to you on the 23rd of December. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Rudy. Yes, good to be on board with uh, Energy Australia, but um, yeah, plenty to go through this week as ever. First test done and dusted, and... Uh, plenty to look forward to on Boxing Day. Indeed. And uh, George Porter, George Nullabore Porter over there in mm. WA. How are you, Ports? Yeah, very good. There's a distinct difference I can see. I'm over here, cap on, I've been to the beach today. Beers is in Melbourne with a beanie on, so we're, <laughs> we are worlds apart. But um, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I know we've got a sponsor. It's all very exciting. Let's just uh, try and keep the lid on it. But we're flying at the moment. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Absolutely flying at the moment. And thanks um, to you, Rudy, because you've come in on an annual leave day because, you know, not, not too often we get to talk about Australia Bowl and someone after 30, 36. So um, good on well, you. Thanks for coming in. That's, that is correct. That's correct. Um, I wasn't really looking to, uh, to, to come in on a day off and, and do a podcast, but then we rolled India for 36 and I thought <laughs> it was necessary <laughs> to do so. Um, what the hell? Yeah, um, I just, I've never seen anything like it in cricket. Like it just reminded me of under ten stuff. Like you yeah. never see a team get bowled out for thirty six unless they can literally not hold the bat. And it's yeah. happened well, <laughs> on a test match more like uh, in the. It's supposed to be the dead session that session of the game, and then they just absolutely capitulated. Like it's unbelievable. It's so funny because, like, if you told me that India would get bowled out for thirty six in a day night test, and Mitchell. I could take none, hmm. but also just a small little story from the weekend. So I was, I'm obviously, as you mentioned, I'm in Perth. I was driving down to a town called Bustleton down south. It's about two, two and a bit hour drive. And I was just, India got out in that entire time frame. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was listening to it on the radio and I thought, geez, when we get to these, these people, the people's place we're going to, I've never met them before. I've walked in the door and I'm like, oh, have you guys seen this cricket score? And they're like, oh, we don't really like cricket. I didn't <laughs> see any of it. I couldn't watch any of it. I was like, oh, my God, this is like... You'd be flat. Uh, I was like, I tried to nudge them toward turning it on. Yeah. Uh, and they'd never can- watched cricket. It didn't mean anything to them. So I had to watch it all on replay. <laughs> I can uh, relate to you on that one, Ports, because the day that Mitch Johnson tore... Um, England to shreds at, at Adelaide. Remember when he took yeah. that, the triple yeah. wicket maiden? Yeah. Um, I was at like a family friend's 60th or something. <laughs> like just refreshing the Guardian ball by ball coverage. Like, oh, please, please someone put the TV on. <laughs> yeah. well, we, I was playing on Saturday and missed absolutely all of it as well. And all we could hear is people yelling out from the club rooms like, 
they're six for 15. They're eight for 26. <laughs> and we're like, what? Like, surely yeah. someone's taking the piss here. So but no, it was all happening. Was, yeah. I was wondering whether or not to mention it on the podcast, but hey, they don't like cricket and they're certainly not listening. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, um, so I was, uh, similar to you, Busy, I was on the bowl screen. I was, uh, had my lawn bowls game on. And um, yeah. like, I checked my phone at the end of one end and like I'd had like, I reckon over a hundred messages from like yeah. various ch- group chats and stuff. And I was like, what's going on? I looked at the cricket info scores. They're six for 19. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And because like, you know how you watch those collapses and you go, all right, you know, they'll come good and they'll make 115 yeah. or something like the way, even the Aussies the day before were. Yeah. The number nine I comes through. out and nicks three yeah. of them through slips. And then, yeah. yeah, that's right. But, but, I was at six to nineteen. I was like, "Well, that's not going to happen here because the Aussies, are, the Aussie bowls are too good. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. There's not going to be any respite. You know, you're not going to like Hazelwood and Cummins are going to maybe get tired and have to come off, and then Mitch Stark and Nathan Lyon come on, or Cam Green even. Yeah, you know, it just it simply the wasn't the foot. The foot was never coming off the throat there, um, and it was yeah, oh. it was like. It was beautiful. Before to watch, we get but, into before we get into the nitty gritty of it, the only thing I wish is that it was against England. And yeah. That's the only thing else, and and the fact that there was not a full crowd in to really make the most of it, or even the third point, <laughs> there wasn't even apart from pretty sure on the night before, there was just no stumps rattled. They were all just caught behind. Uh, you know, if, if if you're six for nineteen and you see the stumps flying, you're gonna lose your mind. But like, if you're live at the game, it's a little edge behind. It doesn't quite have the same effect, does it? Well, you don't ask the edge, much, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We bowl, we bowl India out for 36 And he's got three problems <laughs> <laughs> um, But you mentioned that they're all caught behind That goes to show how good the bowling was Because India weren't even They weren't chucking their wickets away nah. uh, Really they, weren't, they didn't even play badly It's just the Australian bowling Josh Hazelwood's 5 for 8 Was as perfect a spell of yeah. bowling Pace bowling I've ever seen ever. The, the pitch was, map was unplayable. Like there's ball, you have to play at those balls because they're on the stumps and they're just swinging a bit. They're angling away a bit for off the seam or they're decking around. And like sometimes, as they say in cricket, that sometimes a ball has a name, your name on it, and that just happened to all of them because they just kept bowling these unbelievable areas. There's no leg side stuff. There's no short stuff, like major short stuff. It was just pure accuracy and skill like it was unbelievable yeah he was pretty much hazelwood was swinging it in a little bit and then seaming it out a little bit yeah like it was just just like there wasn't um mike hussey said on the fox cricket uh, fox cricket podcast that the, the the pitch was actually doing less than it had the two days before but it was doing it quicker and that's what gave that's what got the batsmen because they were just they didn't know because it was just on them so quick. Yeah. And that's, that's what makes Hazelwood such a um, hard bowler to, to face, really, because he's accurate with that kind of um, like metronome sort of stuff that you associate with someone at the pace of Glenn McGrath. Yeah. But yeah. he's bowling 140 and he's moving it just a bit, like nibbling it around. It was just, like you said, it's absolutely perfect. Um, yeah. And it was weird to, like I went back and watched the whole thing in like as live. On KO, I didn't even watch the, the mini. I just wanted to like sort of take the whole thing in. The whole and, thing um, was a mini. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very much a mini. Um, they, there's like, and so we've seen a couple of you know big collapses in our you know, uh, you know in, just in the last ten years, um, even just following Australia. There was there's and there's that moment where you go, oh, 
this has gone from a collapse to like a farce, really. Mm. Um, uh, at in 2011, um, at Cape Town, it was when Brad Haddon, yeah, when Brad Haddon charged at the bowler and they were five for 15 or something. Uh, when in when we were rolled for 60 in England, it was when Michael Clark threw the the bat like at a wide one and got caught. And then on Saturday, it was when Virat Kohli chucked a bat. Um, yeah. really, like his was the least disciplined of all, all the dismissals. And that yeah. was the moment where you were like, this is happening in Technicolor. It was crazy. Um, and yeah, just Australia were never going to lose from there as well. India looked so defeated when they got it. It's so, it's so silly because the night before, and we'll get on to Tim Payne shortly, when Tim Payne's coming out to bat in the dark, there's no way India should have lost that test match. No, at, no. The of, at the end of day two, there is no they had the way. game by the balls at stumps that day. We got the one wicket, but they they were still in front by enough to be a handy buffer in a test match, and they're a world class lineup. So, like, it, like they they probably win nine out of ten 50. from there. Yeah. yeah, their lead was only fifty. It should have been at least eighty, if yeah. not more. Um, that was the beautiful work of Stark and Lyon, just allowing Tim Payne to do what he did. Um, should we get on to Tim Payne now, perhaps? I know we've got... Well, uh, just before we do, I just wanted to... I just wanted... No, no, I just wanted to talk about the bowlers for a little bit. Um, okay. Like, obviously, Josh Hazelwood, that five for eight we brought up, that's, I would have to be... I think it's one of the most economical fifers that Aussie bowlers ever taken. Um, he brought up his 200th wicket in that innings um, at an incredible clip. But Pat Cummins is the man that I want to discuss. He took his 150th wicket um, in that in that test, and he did it at, with some like purely like completely mental stats. Uh, he's done it with the the best strike rate um, of any any quick to take 150 for Australia, and the third best average of any quick to take 100 for Australia. He's just in outrageous touch. He's by far the best bowler in like in the world right now it's not even close like he's in rarefied air he's only 27 and he um he it's hard to the only thing that can stop him becoming an all-time great for australia is is injury at this point really and i mean touch wood and he's missed seven years of his career that's right yeah Yeah. so he's just uh he's taking to put that into context he's taking wickets more regularly than mitch stark and he's doing it at a better average than Glenn McGrath at this point of his career. So ridiculous when you put it that way, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely outrageous. And it's just, it's hard to... The... Let's cherish him while we've got him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's cherish him while we've got him. He's only 27 um, and he just he's just going to keep rising and rising. He'll be captain probably soon. And um, yeah. So, yeah, at um, this point, he's just... Superstar. What a human being he is. Yep. Yeah. Um, hashtag Pat stats. That was we'll keep an eye on some hash- <laughs> hashtag Pat stats over the, uh, over the, the course of the, uh, of the series. Um, you brought up, I did want to chat about Tim Payne as well. Ports. He, yeah. um, he won man of the match for his 73, which um, yeah, in retrospect really was uh, like the innings of the match. It was, uh, it was just so he fought so, so crucial, well. It was, wasn't it? it was, yeah. He was really, that is the best innings I've seen him play, hands down. Under pressure, it would be, I know that he batted out a draw in the UAE. Yeah. First official tour as captain, and he made like a fighting 60-odd. But this coming out in the pink ball, in the dark, 
where literally everybody else has flopped around you. Like Marnus made forty seven, but he had three lives. He didn't bat he didn't bat that well, Marnus. No, he was lucky everyone on else, a scratchy forty seven. Everyone else falling around him and he just came out and did it with absolute ease. So he made seventy three. If you think about all the when he came out to bat, we were on what was it? Six for one eleven, I think. When he came out to battle, that's when Marnus five, got out. Five down, five down would have been him out. Uh, him coming five out. Five down, sorry. Yeah, okay. Would have been. Well, five, to, five to 79. So yeah. we ended up putting on 191. So that's clearly the best I've seen him bat. Everybody yeah. else around him looked no good. He was hitting him beautifully out of the middle. Hats I'm off to him. I'm surprised that, yeah, like, that's, that's hands down. I mean, he deserves that man of the match. It reminded me of when you'd occasionally see Mike Hussey would rescue us from a collapse. Yeah, you know, back in the day, and he'd he'd shepherd the the he'd shepherd the bowlers to a respectable total. It had that sort of like uh, street fighting quality about it, that real scrappy sort of uh, yeah. uh, quality. But it was also fluent. He made seventy three off off ninety nine. No one else is really pretty much pretty much no one else in the test match was able to 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 attain any fluency except for um, Virat Kohli at stages. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was very much a difference. I was, like, really happy with him for that. that he's I know, so easy I on the s- eye when he's up and going as well. Like, he's yeah. just so – his yeah. stroke play is so elegant on the eye and you just love – like, you'd, you'd pay money to watch him play the way he played the other night because it's just such – you know, it's, it's great for spectators, but also just it's what you want to see from an Aussie captain, really. Like, that's what you can't you – can't, you can't kind of teach that or coach that. It's just got to be ingrained in you. And that's just, he showed that fighting spirit that we, that so we really it's need. It's a shame. It's a shame right. he ran out of partners because, you know, mm. he deserves 27 a more runs. Yeah. A, a ton would be great for him. He'll probably, there's every chance he'll finish his career probably without a ton, but it would have been nice to see him get one. There. Yeah. Well, he's still got the uh, second best average for an Aussie wicket keeper in history. So fair play to him there. Um, we're speaking of uh, big moments in the test match. Virat Kohli's run out in that first innings <laughs> was a real tide turner because they were, they were at coasting. that point, they were three for 188. Um, mm-hmm. They went on, they went on to lose seven for um, seven, seven for, for 64. Seven for 64 after that. Yeah. And then another 10 for 36. So they pretty much lost 17 for a hundred after that run out. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. So that's a huge turning point. And Virat Kohli and, and Rahane had done the, the absolute hard yards. There were a few overs from the new ball, but they'd done the hard yards and it looked like they were about to cash in and make the Aussies pay. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden it wasn't that. And then the Aussies take a couple of wickets overnight and then uh, like steam through them the next morning. And yeah, the rest is history, <laughs> um, obviously. But that's, I mean, that's, God. How, how about... Rahani barbecuing Virat. The, like you would, you'd hate to be going back to the the uh, hate to be going back to the dressing room after that, George. Surely. Yeah, no good. I don't. And it's annoying because Virat made it halfway, and then he had to get all the way back, so he nearly ran one anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And they kind of opened the door because they were two set batsmen. It was the nighttime session. They batted really well, as you mentioned, and then it just opened the door for a new batsman to come in in that really hard time to bat. Like we mentioned before, when, you know, you got Starkey at night, pink ball, it's never going to be nice. And that opened the door for another couple of quick wickets to fall that night, which happened. And then we obviously saw what happened from there. So it was a what silly about- error. That, it, it, that was the turning point, really. That and Tim Payne's innings were probably the turning point of the game. What about you, Beersy? Have you ever barbecued your skipper? 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not my skipper. Probably, actually, it's funny you say that because I ran out of bloke on 73 himself on Saturday, but it was his own fault because he was oh, coasting. Yeah, he was, he, and I was on zero. So I've hit one to mid on and then he's run to the the non-danger end and he was dawdling and then the bloke threw the stumps down and he was furious <laughs> at himself for not just putting his head down and running. But we, uh, yeah. we still managed to get it's self-indulgent there, but that's uh, that's my interesting running out the, our key player on the weekend. But well, um, So I can relate, but at least we got over the line and we won. So everyone kind of forgive and forgotten about yeah. it. So. He might have made yeah. 73. You can hold his head high because he made more than the Indian cricket team. Yeah, exactly right. Mate, double. <laughs> that's right. Speaking, speaking of making more than the Indian cricket team, Joe Burns made uh, a like a somewhat fluent-ish 50 in the second innings. But was um, it though? Because he still took 20-odd balls to get off the mark and all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, you know? it, it was his... I don't think you could argue it's um, it's anything but his most fluent innings of the summer. Um, but so, but does that put him back in form? Are we like, is this... Um, do we buy in to Joe Burns here? Like, is, I, I think it's an overreaction draw. myself. Well, this is, the this is the double-edged sword about getting out for 36, right? Is that one, you've obviously got no runs on the board to defend because you've got to make 90. The second part of it is that you've got Matthew Wade and Joe Burns who looked all at sea in the first innings and they can come out and bat freely knowing that Australia are going to win the game. So obviously Joe Burns took about 20 balls to get off the mark or whatever it might have been. It kind of gave them the freedom to play their shots and not necessarily play them into form, but have a carefree innings, get some time in the middle against their bowling lineup. Like it's a double-edged sword, you know what I mean? Yep, but definitely, uh, definitely a double-edged sword. And it was, it was good. To, I mean, it was good to see Burns get that fifty. He played some good-looking cross-bat shots. Um, after a while, I, like it's obviously he'll he'll stay at the top of the order for the next test, and I think Dave Warner's already been ruled out. Is that correct, uh, Tommy? Yeah, hundred percent, he's ruled out. So I imagine we'll be unchanged for this next test, but kind of just gives them another two innings to kind of see who gets dropped. Really, it's just a contest for kind of who does slightly better. It seems like, which yeah. is a bit of a shame, but I think that's just the current climate of the situation. Um, and then. To me, like the the the, the form of Manus Labuschagne and Steve Smith is is just as if not more concerning. Um, Smith never really looked like getting going at all. Um, looked like there's some suggestion that he's a bit hampered by that that tight back. Um, then Manus, as you said, had a million lives on the way to 47, and then got out like swinging wildly in the in the second innings. Um, concerns there, Ports. What do you reckon? Uh, I would. I wouldn't have thought. Steve Smith, yeah, he's one off 20 balls, didn't look great, and he got out playing a pretty average shot. I mean, it's funny that in the pink ball test, the major issue for the Aussies was R. Ashwin, um, yeah. rather yeah. than any of the pace bowlers. No one saw um, that coming. No, no way. And his record in Australia hasn't been that good, and they no. might that on the coverage. Um, but I think watch Steve Smith come out and make an easy Boxing Day 100. Yeah. No Muhammad Shami to, to bowl. They'll yeah. obviously have yeah. to bring him. Another pace bowler. And we were looking at the um, at the squad. At the squad. They haven't got yeah. a lot of. They don't have a lot of depth with the pace bowling without Ishan Charmini. So. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about India's changes. So, um, Kohli is, has gone home, uh, and yeah. then Shami has a, a broken arm. Um, Two changes minimum, but I reckon there. they could yep. they could make three or four. 
Yeah, well, there was, there's been talk of up to five. Uh, so there will be, as we said, Coley will come out and you'd assume um, that Subhuman, Subhuman Gill will come in for him. And you, um, one of the quicks that played in the, 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 the two names I can't remember because they, they're, they're, I'm not looking at the squad. They're right fairly new on the scene, both of them, though. Well, like they're, they're both, f- either one of them would be a test debutant. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm, I'm thinking of the fellow that bowled all the short stuff to, to Harry Conway. I think he's the one that's more likely to, to come in. Well, cool, um, yeah, no. um, cool, and then, but then as well as those two that are likely to, uh, Navdeep Saini oh, yeah. is, uh, is one. And then um, Siraj is the other. So I think Saini, Saini is the one that, or Siraj, one of those two will come in. Like, I don't know too much about them because they're both, oh, the only looks I've got at them were in that, um, in those warm-up games. Yeah. Um, and then, but I also think that, um, I think they're likely to have to leave out Prithvi Shaw because he already looks completely out of He's his He's a walking wicket at the moment. You know when Jeep yeah. Raval was out here a couple of years ago? It's like, oh, they're, yeah. like, they're going to be one for yeah. five every time they bat. But that's yeah, kind that's of right. how it looks just... like for him. It might just be the pink ball that might have done him in. It obviously does a lot more early. Um, but I think the Aussies would just be licking their lips looking at him at the top of the order every time. He looked, he looked like it was just too quick for him to me, as well as like he, he can't close the gate, but it looked like the ball was on him too quick. I just don't think – it's too early for him to be playing in Australia, playing opening in Australia. I think KL Rahul will come in. Um, yeah. And that's I think that's probably a decent And it'll be interesting setup. to see what they do with Saha and Pant, if both of them play, if one of them plays, if they swap them over. Um, it, yeah, it's interesting because you don't really want to throw out half a side. Obviously, they had an absolute stinker, but – throwing out half the side after the first test is genuine panic station. So it'll be interesting oh, to see yeah, how they they're, not get, they're not getting bowled out for 36 every match. Like, I, no. I would be surprised if they even had a review. It's just a real bad day. And it looks terrible to be bowled out for 36. The worst time, the worst Indian score ever or something like that. So even if I, they yeah, do have, be, even if they, be ch- like four or five changes is a lot for a, t- for a cricket team. So yeah, but if you, because they've lost Coley and that they're going to um, change up one of the bowlers for Mahalachami. Yeah, if you're going to have a um, a wholesale change like that, it might as well be now. There's no better time than when you're already going to go through quite a big disruption anyway mm-hmm. and you're 1-0 down in a series and you've been rolled for under 50. It sort yeah. of makes it makes sense to do it. Then, if you're going to do it, just rip the band-aid off. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I do think that Pant will come in for Saha. I think he's just a better. You're a big uh, fan of his. Player. I am a big fan of his, Rishab. Um, I'd like to see him uh, let loose because that's what they do. Well, you yeah. don't pick him. He's a better, you don't, he's a better than Saha. You don't pick a guy like Rishab Pant. You let him loose. You, <laughs> you, in, <laughs> you unleash him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, but do we think they just quickly? Do you think they can compete for the rest of the series now? Um, no. My worry is my worry is when you get smoked early in a series against Australia, you tend to stay smoked. Yeah, you um, crumble, and internally yeah. they'll they'll start feeling that pressure as well. Because the one thing that actually I forget who brought it up before the series, but someone pointed out that these guys have actually been away from home for ages, and that the pressure, like you've seen all these. Um, English guys drop out of the big bash and stuff for the same reason, but in the the Indian Test internationals didn't have this choice. Um, they've been in like a bubble since August or something because of the the IPL, 
and then came straight to Australia and did another isolation bubble type thing before the white ball series. And now they've got now three more test matches. So, and they haven't been home. They haven't seen their family. They haven't done, you know, there's no normality to it. And it's just like the longer this series goes, the more pressure they're going to feel and the more the, the wheels could fall off, which I thought was a very interesting point. Now we've seen one test match where the wheels absolutely fell off. And I think it's going to be a massive stretch for them to, to come back. Mm. I tend to agree. Um, but, all right, I, said, I, think, I, said, I said last week, I was like, the only test that India could possibly win was the Adelaide test. And yeah. at the innings break, at the first innings break, I was like, yep, well, could be on for a good series here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then I'm going to get, I, I cannot see how without Virat Kohli, they've lost Mohamed Shami, I'm yeah. not sure how they can get close without bowling lineup. And it's, their, you know, secondary-ish batting lineup that they're going to have to try and put together. Like that old troll face meme with the guy spitting out the cereal. They'll never get bowled out for 36. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just before we go, boys, we're nearly done. And again, this is the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast. Thanks to Energy Australia. Oh, yes. uh, let's do our Boxing Day test predictions. Hard to go past an Aussie win for me. Um, I think as you sort of uh, forecast, George, um, Steve Smith enjoys the uh, flatter pitch, it's fair to say, of, uh, mm. of the MCG. So I think he'll make big runs. And I think Nathan Lyon will be the uh, match winner with The Rock. Tommy, what do you reckon? Yeah, Aussies will do it well. Um, I think weather... I just had a little look at the forecast. And I think day two is going to... We might lose a bit of play on day two with some rain around. It's going to be kind of hot and humid with about eight mils of rain. So... Worth factoring in when you're making your predictions, but I think they're going to need two or three days of rain to avoid losing India. Mm. So I think the Aussies will win and uh, Pajara will bat all day, but the rest of them will get skittled and we'll do it quite comfortably in the end. Yes, I'm quite aware of the uh, of, of the uh, weather predictions for day two because it's the only day I've got a ticket for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. George, you might need to book I'll- yourself out. For a couple more days. <laughs> I was just saying, um, I'll just go to the second MCG test um, in the new year. George, <laughs> ha- George, how do you see the Boxing Day test running, mate? Um, look, I'd say it's going to be a bad day to be a beer if you're Rudy Edsel anywhere near the MCG on day two. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Steve Smith's not going to be too happy with making two runs in a test match. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go large and go with a Steve Smith, a ton, and he'll do it easily. Um, and I'd like to see Cameron Green get, get a wicket. Um, I thought, if you're going to be bowling anyone out of 36, just leave it up to your big dogs. But I thought it'd be nice if they threw Cameron Green the ball just to get him a nice little cheap wicket of, you know, Umesh Yadav late in the day. Um, but uh, Aussie's going to win this 4-0 now. Yeah. Um, I can't see... I, I can't see India giving a yelp at the moment. You mentioned how they've been in the bubble for. I think I'd still rather be in a bubble in Australia than in India at the moment, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's true. right. I think you're. I think you're right. Um, so we're all in agreement. The Aussies will win the Boxing Day Test. I think that's uh, just about sort, sort of does us, lads. What do you reckon? I reckon we're good. Go Aussies. Right, right. Uh, again, that's uh, all been for Energy Australia, the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast. I've been your host, Rudy Etzel. I've been joined by Tommy Beers. Thanks, boys. Go the Aussies. We'll do this easy. I'm so confident. <laughs> George Porter. Should we just record the uh, victory Boxing Day test right now? Yeah, that's uh, that's. I'm, I'm I'm having absolutely no part in this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the new year, everyone. Bye.
for Energy Australia. Simple, more affordable energy. Energy Australia. Light the way.